I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, and welcome to The Parenthood, the podcast where we talk about all things parenting. This series, we're focusing on the very newest mothers, and today we're continuing with breastfeeding. Those of you who listened last time will be delighted that I've got the wonderful Geraldine Miskin with me again. Geraldine's gentle yet expert method has helped thousands of women and I'm starting to see a bit of a fan club emerge, Geraldine. (laughs) (laughs) So in the last episode, we talked about the first feed and those delicate first days when mother and baby are both learning to do something that neither has done before. It can be tricky, something hopefully we we did uh, tell everyone. You know, the fact that you're exhausted and you're probably overwhelmed doesn't help. But hopefully by now it's got all a bit easier. And today we're talking about sort of the second part of breastfeeding. So going forward. Um, it, it can be tricky at first. That sort of initial latching on is is really difficult. And I think if you're listening to this part of the podcast, but you're struggling to latch on, listen to the last episode because actually Geraldine's got some brilliant advice about what constitutes the right latch and how it shouldn't be painful. But more common problems at this stage are more to do with milk supply, wouldn't you say? At definitely, this stage? definitely. So once you're getting the latch right, you want to make sure that your baby is getting enough milk to meet his or her growing needs. And so you want to make sure that your milk is keeping up with that. And so, you know, this is when you start to notice with your baby, how well your baby's feeding and all that kind of thing, because that reflects your milk supply. Because they say your your breasts respond to demand. You actually say it's to do with drainage because actually the demand might be there. Your baby might be starving, but it might not be actually draining all the milk from your breast. It's very common for a part of your breast to drain really well and then another part of your dra- breast not to drain very well. So I suppose exactly. that's the first thing to, to look at, isn't it? Absolutely. Unfortunately, our breasts don't have, have gauges gauge. on them. I <laughs> <laughs> kind of wish they did. Wouldn't that be a brilliant app? See how oh, full my breast is. I know. Just, just you know, even just if you, if you had something that popped up when you were breastfeeding so that you could you know and then sort of disappeared again when when you weren't but yes you're exactly right milk supply is driven by drainage so your body replaces what your baby drains or what you drain and so sometimes when babies are on the breast for hours but they're not draining anything that's when you might find that fees just go on and on and on and on but babies aren't satisfied so knowing that your baby's draining the breast is really important and that's what will keep your supply buoyant. So things to watch out to to make sure your baby is sort of feeding efficiently as the swallowing. You can see them swallowing, can't you? If you look at their neck, you can see that sort of little muscle twitching as they swallow. Yes, exactly. So you can actually see what I find really helpful is if you have a look at baby's little chin, when baby sucks, the chin dips quickly, so it's short and shallow. 
But when baby swallows, the chin drops and pauses for a split second longer. It's really quite clear once you've seen it. So if you have a look at that. But you can also hear this little exhalation out of baby's nose. So if you don't know what I mean, get yourself a glass of water have a sip and as you swallow you'll hear a little exhalation out of your nose and then you know what you're looking for when baby's feeding so that's really helpful but it's very common for them to start sucking and then just the sucking itself is soporific it helps you kind of go to sleep so often they're sort of sucking but they're not actually getting any milk from the breast they're just sort of sucking and snuggling snuggling exactly (laughs) oh so yes so that's really good so the swallowing is really important and then as you mentioned as well marina they they do go to sleep and so that doesn't count as feeding time so if your baby's on the breast for you know ages but as sleep most of the time that's not going to be a good feed so you want to keep your baby nice and awake and a really easy way to do that is to massage the breast whilst the baby's feeding and by doing this you're just pushing milk into your baby's mouth so that will keep your baby nice and awake and also deliver lots of milk to your baby exactly and then the more you drain the more you produce and you know there's a bit of a myth that you should only feed from one side you know some Mm. people are told definitely only one side Mm. I mean I think we've got to be more pragmatic than that because we're all such individual people with individual breasts and the breast tissue on the inside also differs it's all different definitely and babies are different sizes as well and so some babies are going to be a lot lot hungrier than other babies so the general rule is to offer baby both sides at every feed And then I think it's also worth having a bit of a a feel of your breasts after you've had the feed, because sometimes, as I mentioned earlier, you know, the the part of the breast can drain very well and another part of the breast is a bit more difficult to drain. And you'll often feel, if you feel a sort of slightly harder part of your breast, that's often a sign that it hasn't drained properly. So just get into the habit of having a really good feel of your breasts after your baby's finished a feed. I mean, it is really obvious. If you've got a breast full of milk and then your baby feeds, when that milk is gone, it is, I mean, I think my breast would drop two sizes I mean it was it was night and day you can tell very very quickly uh, whether or not uh, a baby has sort of had a feed it's not sort of so subtle that you might or might not you know it's it's a big volume of milk when you get into established breastfeeding definitely definitely and so um, I would also say just one thing to really help your baby to drain the breast efficiently since we're talking about that is always make sure that both baby's cheeks touch your breast evenly because then baby can drain the whole breast rather than just one part so that's a really key bit of information that a lot of mums aren't told but if you're trying to increase your supply that really is important perfect if you're worried that maybe your baby is not draining the breast right you can also pump in between feeds so you can express milk using a a breast pump um, and that can really really help you can then store that milk and either give it to your baby or freeze it and you can use it for your baby at a different time but that again is a way to if you're increasing the uh, the drainage then you're going to be um, increasing the demand for it so your your breast will usually respond to that yes but a few other things if you're already struggling with your uh, milk supply um i think it sounds really basic but make sure you're eating enough ideally of the good stuff yeah I mean I think you know we're under such pressure as women in 21st century to get sort of our bodies back and to sort of fit into our skinny jeans again Mm. but actually I mean I put on a lot of weight while I was breastfeeding I felt you know I produced a huge amount of milk and I was incredibly hungry Um, but you know I slightly felt I'm going to breastfeed I'm going to do everything I can to breastfeed and so 
it makes sense that if you're not eating enough that you might not be producing quite enough, enough milk. milk so definitely think about what you're eating think too about rest um, so important so important and i think in the early days you're so excited about having your baby that it might be a bit difficult for you to lie down and have a rest but that just takes a bit of time a bit of training so just make yourself lie down and have a rest when your baby's resting as well so that it becomes more easy or it becomes more natural for you and take advantage of any offers for sort of an hour or two hours of looking after your baby and use that to actually go to sleep exactly definitely definitely another thing that's really important is not to exercise so a lot of mums generally like to get out and it's good to get out so that you don't feel you know you've got like a bit of cabin fever but try not to overdo it you know going out for a nice walk with baby get some fresh air that's all great but don't overdo it because your body's going to use up some of the energy that it needs for milk production to keep you active and busy so we don't want that and then drinking water obviously there's quite a lot of fluid that is being excreted from your body um if you i don't know if that's the right word actually excreted maybe that's <laughs> another part but anyway you need a lot of fluid to be able to breastfeed <laughs> yeah so your body actually i mean breast milk is water with you know lots of goodness in it so the more water you drink the more milk you're going to be able to drain obviously drink to thirst so that we're not overdoing that but definitely you need to be drinking enough water to produce a good amount of milk Okay, other end of the spectrum now. Um, what if you're producing too much milk? This was definitely a problem I had um, uh, with, I never never had the too little milk, but a huge amount of milk, which, you know, if you're sitting here thinking, I'm really struggling to produce milk, so it probably sounds like heaven, but actually it's very, very uncomfortable and it leaves you more prone to mastitis. So if you are producing a huge amount of milk, you're finding that your breasts are constantly full and painful. Yeah. Um, what can you do about that? So if we go back to the principle that the the more you drain, the more you produce, you might be able to find that there's some part of your day where you are draining the breasts a lot more than you need to. So maybe you are feeling full and then you're expressing to or pumping to relieve that. So slowly cut down on how much you're expressing. So that's that's often a really um, easy way. Um, sometimes we can also find that babies who are unsettled or you know that kind of thing they settle so well on the breast and so it seems to be like a really nice easy thing to do but then remember every time you're putting your baby to the breast he, he or she's going to be draining more milk and so that's going to increase your supply so it might be worth just you know finding different ways to soothe him yes because some people also take um sort of teas and things supplements yeah. to increase their milk supply which sometimes they keep on going with even if they're suddenly producing a huge amount so yeah. look at what you're taking and if you're taking a sort of Definitely. supplement that's supposed to increase milk supply maybe sort of ease off that yes and those you know you might not think that they work and for some women they don't really work but for other mums they really do so if you are taking anything like that definitely cut back on it but I think just when you are so sore, you want to have some sort of solution to make the pain go away. And so rather than trying to drain the breast, um, you can actually try and uh, you can actually apply some something cold like frozen peas or one of those really lovely, um, you know, breastfeeding gel pack things that just really soothe and restore the breast and just make you feel a lot more comfortable. And so that's one way of 
feeling better without having to drain breast milk. Yeah, it's a bit of a waiting game, isn't it? It's mm. just sort of waiting until your body works out how much milk exactly. it needs to produce. I mean, I remember feeling incredibly uncomfortable and, you know, having, you know, a feed and I usually feed from one side and it was still not empty. But then having <laughs> the other side, which was massive. And I thought, well, I don't want to pump because I don't want to stimulate more, yeah. more demand. And actually, I found one good way was sort of sitting in the bath and sort of gently sort of massaging my breast so mm. that sort of milk came out but mm. I wasn't stimulating the nipple and mm. that sort of eased the pressure without sort of increasing that demand because it's the nipple stimulation isn't it that releases the oxytocin that then kind of sends that message that exactly. a baby is feeding and needs that milk exactly and so it's so when your nipple is stimulated it gives you a milk ejection reflex and so that's your letdown reflex and that's what causes multiple you know amounts of milk that's released into the breast so exactly getting into the shower getting into the bath where you can just gently massage um, will really help but not overstimulate the breast yeah mm. and I think if you're sort of following this actually if you kind of be patient for a couple of days you'll mm. probably start to feel um, quite a lot better definitely and we'll talk about mastitis in a minute but I think that it is really sore when you have these enormous full breasts but yes. try and be patient and <laughs> let your body you know let your body kind of take over and adjust naturally rather than anything else yes definitely definitely so another big question we constantly ask is is it safe to drink alcohol uh, while breastfeeding um it's obviously quite a difficult one to answer certainly the sort of general advice is just for, for nursing mothers for breastfeeding mothers to steer clear of the alcohol and that's probably because the last thing you want is to feel a little bit tipsy when you've you're handling a new baby and yeah. feeding a new baby and remember too probably having not drunk at all during your pregnancy means that your tolerance is going to be a lot lower a lot lower and you're exhausted yeah. so most women have absolutely no inclination no um there is definitely uh, you know it gets to the stage where maybe you've you're feeding for months and a wedding is coming up it's your sister's wedding and you want to have a really fun night just one night and you think can we just let go for one night and it not harm my baby is their way of getting rid of the milk and it's worth understanding because one thing I wasn't aware of is that um, alcohol is not actually stored in breast no. milk is it no so it no. goes through but it's not stored exactly exactly so you can gauge how much alcohol is going through to the breast milk or through the breast milk to your baby by gauging how affected you are by the alcohol so if you're feeling a little bit tipsy then your baby's going to feel a little bit tipsy on the milk that you're producing at that moment. But if you wait a little bit and you maybe have a bit more water and, you're, and you feel fine, your baby's likely to feel absolutely fine as well. So rather go by by how you feel to gauge how much baby's going to be affected. But yeah, alcohol is processed relatively quickly out of your system. So if you're only having a very small glass of wine it, it will be absolutely fine. I think too, it's worth, you know, practically if you do have a couple more glasses of wine and you think I'll just wait a bit by mm. that time you just slightly need to get rid of the milk so yes. a lot of women do pump and dump so they'll express a feed uh, yep. they'll chuck it away because at that point they were feeling a bit drunk and also they just want to be sort of safe yes um, and I think you know trust your instinct exactly. um, most mothers you know they do you know they instinctively do the right thing by their baby um, definitely but breastfeeding doesn't mean you can't have fun there are definitely 
definitely ways around it. So don't yes. sort of think, I've got this wedding. I want to have a big night. I will stop breastfeeding. You can actually, you can absolutely continue breastfeeding. You just yep. need to manage it in the right way. Exactly, exactly. And your baby can still get breast milk that you've expressed previously so that even if you are away, somebody else can be feeding your baby your breast milk. So there's, you know, your baby's not going to miss out if you have a bit of fun as well. Yeah. So how to look after milk? I think that's another big thing mm. because obviously milk is kind of fragile. We keep milk, you know, dairy that we eat in the fridge and we all know how disgusting sort of mm. off milk is. Mm. Um, breast milk is obviously um, incredible, incredible and sophisticated and very precious. Yeah. What are the sort of basic um, rules in terms of keeping milk that's been expressed and in what form? Okay, so breast milk can be stored at room temperature for six hours, at which point you either need to use it or bin it, so use or lose. Um, but it can also be stored in the fridge for five days. I would keep the milk right at the back of the fridge, though, where it's coolest so that it stays fresh. And you can keep it in the freezer for three months. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So that's really nice. Yeah, yeah, you can get these little freezer bags you write on when you expressed it. That's really important. And, and the it's volume. Also worth, exactly, the volume because it <laughs> increases. Expands. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And I think just get into the habit right from the early stage of whenever you're handling milk, make sure your hands are clean. Make sure that you're using clean surfaces that are wiped down regularly um, so that you have that sort of basic level of, of hygiene. Definitely. Now, mastitis, something that we mentioned before. This yes. is a sort of bane of... of Breastfeeding, breastfeeding women's life yeah um what is it Geraldine so I think the important thing to say is that mastitis is you don't have mastitis if your breast is a little bit sore or you a little bit lumpy or that kind of thing so there's no need to worry but mastitis is actually an infection of the breast so when the milk isn't being drained and you you've become lumpy and you haven't been able to get rid of the lumps Things then escalate and the, and the breast starts to become red and hot and inflamed. And you know you've got mastitis when you develop flu-like symptoms and you feel really, really, really horrible. And so it is something that you can avoid if your baby's feeding really, really well. And you also have, thankfully, a lot of signs to tell you that things are getting, you know, that the lump in your breast is escalating so that you've got a red flag so that you can do something about it. 
So symptoms are sort of uh, lumpy, sort of red, sort of patches in your breast, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. They sort of they feel kind of hot. They feel a bit tender. So exactly, achy. the breast. Your breast might feel bruised, but what you'll notice is that after a feed, the lumps are still there and the soreness is still there. So that's that's probably the easiest way to differentiate between just a lump and something that's becoming inflamed. So if your breast is still feeling lumpy and sore and hot and red and angry, I think it's that angry redness that is still present after the feed, go and see your GP. Go and go and see your GP, get some antibiotics first and get it treated. In terms of trying to prevent it, um, I think probably the key here is sort of really familiarizing yourself with your breasts, having a really good feel of them at various points during the day, especially after a feed, having a feel, see if there are any sort of hard bits where the milk hasn't drained and then getting your baby to suck and then at the same time very gently massage that hard bit. And what you'll often find is that that hardness then disperses. Definitely. And I think some people's breasts are just more prone to mastitis than others absolutely definitely we all you know we all women we've we've all got different breast tissue and some women have got more fibrous breasts and so we just some women are just more vulnerable to developing lumps and mastitis but once you know how to manage it and you can see the early signs you'll be absolutely fine and then if you do get it, I mean, definitely keep an eye out for these sort of flu-like symptoms. You don't want to wait until these flu-like symptoms occur um, before you go and see your GP because that is properly miserable and you'll find it really tough miserable. to look after your baby. Yeah. But if you're noticing that you're feeling a bit uncomfortable and these lumps aren't going away, go and get some advice. Yeah. I think the other thing to just be aware that it is treated with antibiotics, but when it's got to this infection stage, it does need to be treated with antibiotics and you kind of want to be treated sooner rather definitely. than later. Yes. And also when you get the antibiotics, make sure you take the full course um, don't take the antibiotics just until you feel better because that doesn't always help you want to take the full course it will be worth it so as you sort of establish breastfeeding you know our message to new mothers is to kind of stay put and be at home and recover for a little bit um, but then you'll want to go out and about and then people think oh my gosh how on earth am I going to breastfeed my baby in public without showing everyone my whole boob and yeah um, and, and there are definitely very good ways of of doing that so I think from a sort of practical point of view just be prepared I found actually having sort of dedicated breastfeeding tops really really helpful they have a sort of little hole in the sort of breast area on both sides where you can open it up and expose really just your nipple so that you can actually feed without lifting up your t-shirt or opening unbuttoning your shirt which tends to kind of hold a, a lot less to the imagination <laughs> <laughs> so I found those are pretty, I mean you don't need to buy a whole breastfeeding wardrobe you but really just a don't. couple of t-shirts or a couple of little kind of vest Sing, tops exactly the vest tops are fantastic and you can you, you know you can get vest tops that that have got slightly longer um, straps so that they come underneath your bra so you can keep your whole waist and midriff you know nice and closed and all you need is a floaty top so that you lift the top up and clip your bra pop baby on that is so lovely but you can also use you know if you don't want to go out and buy all sorts of bits and pieces you can also use a scarf or a muslin just to cover you know your baby so get your baby on and then and then carve um cover that way or sometimes even just a nice big baggy you know cardigan especially you know especially when it's a bit cooler it's nice to have something that covers your back and you can just slip baby right in underneath 
Yeah, but there are luckily lots of lots of bits. And actually, by the time you sort of do go out and about, hopefully you'll be a bit sort of quicker at breastfeeding and exactly. find it a little more easy. Yeah. Exactly. And actually, a lot of places do have sort of breast specific breastfeeding places. I know that a lot of shopping centers have little pods which give you a degree of privacy. So, you know, plan, you know, speak to your other mum friends and just see, maybe make those first sort of days out somewhere that's a bit more sort of mummy friendly rather than where you're having to sit in a restaurant and full view of everyone and yeah. you know, start breastfeeding exactly exactly or you know you can also I think it's really nice to start public feeding at a friend's house where it's nice and calm and then you can you can move out you can branch out from there so another question that we get uh, frequently on the bump class is how long should I breastfeed for? And this is such a difficult question to which there is absolutely no definitive answer. I think, you know, what is is worth um, understanding is that, you know, we know that breastfeeding has benefits, uh, major benefits for both mother and baby. And generally sort of scientists think that um, the, the longer the ba- a baby is breastfed for, fed for the greater the benefits but most scientists tend to agree that actually the majority of the benefits Benefits. are delivered in the first few months so I think you know even if you do just the first few months even if you do the first few days you've done really really good exactly definitely and it, it you know it's so often influenced by things that are beyond your control you know if you have to go back to work at five months or six months from yeah. financial reasons that yeah. that's what you've got to do exactly um Definitely. and it's very you know i was thinking the other day breastfeeding doesn't make you a good mother it I mean, really doesn't God, if only it was that easy <laughs> <laughs> being a good mum is about being happy and engaged and responsive around your baby it's you know singing and laughing and chatting to your baby and enjoying being a mother that's what makes you a good mum breastfeeding if you can do it and if it works for you and if if it sort of works in terms of the parameters in which you have to live your life brilliant but actually the kind of task of being a mum is so much so much more than that wouldn't you agree Geraldine so so true and you know I just think when you're in the throes of breastfeeding breastfeeding is so important and and you really want to do it but I just think you know five years ahead ahead from now you know when your little kitty's on stage and you know in a school play nobody's going to be able to tell who's been breastfed and you know how long you breastfed for whether you breastfed exclusively but they will be able to tell that your that your little child is a happy healthy confident little person and that surely is going to be really important what matters yeah no there is you know there's such a lot of broad advice in this in this area in terms of breastfeeding as a whole and very much is you know has to be measured on an individual level I think you know probably the piece of advice that I would give you is you know make an informed decision you know think about your decision and plan that decision um and then once you've made a decision to what do whatever it is stop breastfeeding stop sterilizing whatever it is stick by it stick by it get on with enjoying life as a mum rather than kind of thinking oh did I make the right decision did I not shall I go back because actually that is exhausting Exhausting. and that that you have enough to be exhausted about already exactly exactly so Geraldine thank you for being here today Um, for more practical information on feeding do have a look at Geraldine's website it's geraldinemiskin.com her website is full of expert tips brilliant apps and resources to help you navigate feeding your baby and her book Breastfeeding Made Easy is available from Amazon so it comes highly recommended uh, full of really practical things our book The Bump Class An Expert Guide to Pregnancy Birth and Beyond is also a good resource Geraldine helped us write the feeding chapters (laughs) and there's some some good illustrations about the sort of the spectrum of poo color and what's normal and what's when 
Do also follow us on Instagram. We're at theparent.hood. I hope you have enjoyed this podcast. Do subscribe to The Parenthood so that you don't have to miss any of our information-packed episodes. And if you've enjoyed listening to this, please do spread the word. Thanks for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.